Hi everybody. Before this episode starts, I want to just give a little warning about some of the subject matter in this episode. Just a little warning that we're going to broach some topics like racism, orientalism, there's a lot of yelling about um, bad movie stuff. It's it's a lot, and uh, and there's also a lot of gore in this movie, and we kind of talk about it. So just a little warning. Um, it's okay if you skip this, but I think the conversation is well worth it because when people talk about the Temple of Doom, they say it's one of the the worst movies in the franchise, but never explicitly say why. And I think we go through that pretty thoroughly. So yeah, go enjoy this episode or not. It's okay. You can skip one. That's all right. Uh, here you go. It's the episode. Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. Welcome to Mock Footage. My name is Joseph Lingua. And this week, we are watching, unfortunately, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Hi, my name is Ray Hiroso, and from that sigh, I can infer that this is one of the weaker films in the franchise. Uh, you could have just stopped after the word films, and you would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I know why it's bad. Um, oh yeah, please tell me. Please tell me in great detail everything that this movie does wrong and does right. So, um, this is a prequel to Indiana Jones and the the Ark of the Crusade or the 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 Ark the the Lost Ark. Right, Raiders Raiders of the Lost Raiders Ark. of the Lost Ark. I, every time I tried to title that episode, I did it as Indiana Jones and the Ark of the Covenant, and then I looked back and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is a prequel that takes place before then, so. Um, one of the things that is an issue with this film is that none of the, uh, other characters return. It's just Indiana Jones Mm -hmm. traveling, uh, in a temple, uh, an underground temple with, uh, a young boy companion who is useful and helpful, but also extremely unnecessary and also kind of annoying. Okay. Interesting. He asks all the questions uh, that you already know the answers to, but for the sake of exposition, he has to ask. Okay. Um, that's fair. Uh, and where is this temple? Malaysia. This time. Okay. And where? Where did this boy come from? Where's this little boy companion from? <laughs> Um, he's from a nearby village, uh, and he agreed to guide Indiana Jones to uh, the entrance of the temple, but they end up stuck inside, and they have to explore the underground, okay. and that's the movie. Like a trap door opens or something, and they slide in, and... Well, the door behind them shuts. Okay. okay. And it's and like so, multiple layers of door shut So a lot them. of the movie takes place, like probably, what, 10, 15, 20 minutes of, of setup, and then the rest of the movie is pretty much in the temple, like, disarming yeah. traps and stuff. Yeah, and um, what's what's really, I kind of want to say icky about it is that there is 
a a group of people living in the temple. Uh-huh. Uh and they want to sacrifice Indiana and and this boy uh yes. to their gods. Um yeah. And so a lot of it is also escaping from from that group. Right. Okay. Um yeah, I I that's I remember that and I I know that it's not handled well. Um so, I mean, I do want to say, like, it sounds like you're going to get a little bit more of the Indiana Jones that you were expecting out of this movie. Yeah, it's a bit more action-oriented. More action, more traps. Less less gun-sword fight. Less gun and sword fight. What, what, how does the combat take place in this? Um, so, Indiana does find a spear and uses that to, to not, mm-hmm. like, fight, but, like, keep enemies at bay and run away because it's a ranged uh, it's a sure. long range weapon or, so you know what i mean yeah it's not enough close it's not a melee combat item well it, it can be but it's still it's still got reach on it i mean if we're <laughs> it's, it has it's got reach, reach. <laughs> so to, so if you're playing fire emblem right <laughs> uh usually if you have a sword you can attack in the square in front of you uh in this case with a spear you can attack in the square square in front of you or one more after right, that right exactly it's one to two spaces yeah you can you can wave it around at, at a distance okay i'm also imagining probably some other like some other tropey stuff like poison darts and and bow and arrow. Yeah, there's a part where Indiana does get poison darted, uh, okay. but be, uh, because he protects this boy, I still haven't given this boy a name. I don't know that it's important, but if you want to give it a shot, I will. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to give any assumptions that I I know anything about Malaysian culture, and I don't want to just give well, a bad name. <laughs> in fairness, I don't think that this movie does either. So, oh, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that a lot. But I'm gonna give some respect and say I'm not gonna attempt it. But I this boy has a name. Okay, the boy. But I don't know it. We'll, we'll call him the boy. The boy. Um, are there any other... Okay. Wait, so... wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. He okay. protects the boy, and the boy has to, like, hide them in a hidey hole, uh, and, like, bring Indiana back back from the brinks of poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just, like, ten minutes. So, it's just very slow there at right. that point. Okay. So, it's just, like, a lot of time of, like, Indiana might die, but we're, like, 40 minutes into the movie, so... Obviously, he's mm-hmm. not going to. Okay. Yeah. One of one of the ways in which this movie kind of fails. Um, the pacing is weird. Pacing is weird. Okay. Now, it's not so. There's this other like group of people living in the temple, uh, worshiping the temple, or or some pantheon of gods that resides there. Um, are there any other opposing forces? Because this is we, a prequel, so presumably it's before the time of Nazis. Yeah, we hear about Belloc's exploits, but he doesn't appear in the movie. Okay. Oh, also, at the end of the movie, we're introduced to another character um, who doesn't appear again ever, but is introduced like she's going to be important. Uh, and that's Donna, a fer- fellow archaeologist who okay. helps... Uh, Indy and the boy escape through a, 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 a like a back entrance hole oh, okay. in the temple. 
she's out there like digging in from the back of the temple because mm-hmm. uh, she doesn't know where it is exactly. She didn't get the help of of the locals. Right, right. Okay. So her and her uh, team are in the back end of the temple, and they find they find Indy, and he's saved. He's and that's the movie. Does he get the prize? No. Well, what what is the prize? What is he in the temple for? It's an it's an idol of the sun god. Okay, something very very basic and a little ham fisted. Yeah, like well, the thing is, the question is, why is there? Why are they worshiping a sun god if they're underground all the time? That's the question mm-hmm. he's trying to answer. I see. I see. Okay. So do we get I mean, an answer? No, no. We don't. I mean, is there is there any is there any attempts to explain that in the movie? No, no. Oh. Okay, so it's another, just a, another a, way in which the set dressing. Fails. Yeah, there's a lot of failures in this movie. <laughs> so they, really they raise s- the question at least. Yes, they do. Okay. Um, and are there any other? Okay, wait. So you said I asked about opposing forces, and you said. Uh, Oh, you said but, that Balak is mentioned, but like, not not directly in this movie. So the the big, well, and I'll use this in heavy quotes. The big villain in this movie is this um this group of people living in the temple, the the, the worshippers of the sun god. Um, what do they, and and they're they're obviously trying to get Indiana out or or killed because he's trespassing. So, what do they do to him? And like, what does the final confrontation look like? Well, they try to sacrifice him. Yeah. Do you know um, any of the specific details of that? Because there's one that really jumps out to me. He's tied up, and they're about to dig into his heart. Uh-huh. And Which... take it out. Uh-huh. Um, and he's hanging above spikes also. Okay. <laughs> they're going to dig into his heart with, like, a spoon? With like a dagger, Joe. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, what I said was ridiculous. Um, so I think that about kind of gets us through like the, the main plot and characters of the movie. Is there any music that stuck out to you, or any performances? So there's the the Indiana Jones theme um, that plays um, not frequently, but enough. Mm-hmm. To not get grading, though, uh, but it happens during some of the action scenes, like the, the, when he uh, vines across a gap similar to the first movie, yeah. except a lot a lot better, even though this is a prequel. <laughs> sure. Um, God, I just keep thinking of John Williams' Star Wars music now. Uh, mm. What was your question? <laughs> uh, just, I was asking about the music. Um, but I do have another one. Um so he does have the whip in this movie, and I also remember, I'm pretty sure in this movie, there's some time given to some backstory for Indiana Jones, some kind of like cutaways, or at least mm-hmm. one major cutaway, where they kind of tell some more about where he came from and all that kind of stuff. Do you, do you remember any of the, the, the big bits from that, that little scene? Yeah, uh, there's the argument with his father about how him becoming an archaeologist and a professor isn't going to take him anywhere in life, and he sets out to prove his father wrong. Because What's his father do? He is, let's see, he is, uh, he's a local shop owner. No, he's 
He owns the local pharmacy in their town. Okay. He's a pharmacist. He's a pharmacist. A druggist. A druggist, yes. And um, do you remember where Indiana's name comes from? Um, it's... Pretty sure that's explored in this movie. It's from the fact that he runs away from home mm-hmm. and goes to Indiana University. Okay. So he changed his name uh, when he went to university. Mm-hmm, because his 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 actual name was his father's name, the second. And the the intake clerk at the at the university was like, "What's your name, son?" And he said, "Uh, Indiana." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because his dad's name was like Ralph, and he was like Ralph the second mm-hmm. junior or whatever. Yeah, he was Ralph too, and he was like, "I don't want none." <laughs> yeah, of he did. He wanted to cut away that legacy. He was like the second version of something is always worse. <laughs> he says that. He says that, and he looks and right looks at the right camera. at the camera, just like in the <laughs> office. <laughs> All right, right. I think I think that's we're the line. Right. That's the quote. Okay. Well, let's go eat some popcorn and <laughs> watch this movie. Do we have to? Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's me, Ray, and I want to get out of this temple of doom and never come back because it's bad. Hey, yeah, ah, I, instead, instead of talking about it for like five minutes, I want to talk to you about some podcasts on the Lunar Light Studio Network. The first one I want to talk about is what you call it. It's a conversational freeform comedy podcast where two friends talk about whatever is on their minds. Join Britt and Reed as they get together to discuss current events, pop culture, or any other nerdy thing that comes to mind. New episodes are available every other Tuesday on Lunar Light Studio or wherever you get your podcasts. What you call it? Your belly button is your old mouth. Ew. Icky. The other podcast I want to talk about is The Cryptid Keeper. The Cryptid Keeper is a podcast that now comes out on Thursdays by Addison and Alex, where they talk about a cryptid every week and talk about its origins, its history, sightings, its myths, its mythology. It's it's a bunch of fun. Go listen to it. It's The Cryptid Keeper. Go stay safe out there. It's better than being here in this temple. Anyway, I have to go back inside for some reason. Okay, bye. I was in a better mood before you watched this movie, right? I just took some Advil because I have a headache. Ha. <laughs> That's how I feel about this movie. You want to go through a plot synopsis? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to look one up because um, I don't. I, I will get sidetracked. If I don't, just, um, just read, if I don't yep, just read just one, read a few sentences. Oh boy. Okay, here. This I think is the best we're gonna get. Intrepid archaeologist Indiana Jones, on the trail of fortune and glory in old Shanghai, is ricocheted into a dangerous adventure in India, with his faithful companion Short Round and the nightclub singer Willie Scott. Indy goes in search of the magical Shankara stone and uncovers an ancient evil which threatens all who come into contact with it. That's it. Yeah. Um. So our our main players are 
Indiana Jones, Short Round, and Willie Scott. And I, I, I think in the first half I, I commented that it was interesting that you said Short Round was like this fun, helpful kid who was also kind of annoying um, because you kind of like stacked both of those characters from from Willie's. Willie Scott is incredibly annoying. and Willie is very annoying. Just a waste of time uh, for most of the film. Except for the opening sequence where she's singing uh, Anything Goes in a Chinese nightclub, which is a very fun uh, little musical number that we open the movie with. After that, she, yeah, she's she just wastes time. She's, she's used as a device to for like sitcom type, type misunderstandings throughout the movie. So that's that's the first part. I don't want to talk about this movie, right? I know! <laughs> hey, y'all, okay. Joe, okay, all right. But that that was just like a softball. Like, I was going to start with something really soft. No, no, I'm just going to dive in, <laughs> okay? Because okay? we're not going to get anywhere if we just like, oh, well, if we beat around the bush. Bad. This movie's bad. This movie's bad for, this in, movie's in a bad, lot of ways, for a lot of it, reasons. And it made me and Joe very angry. I'm just going to start listing off things that made me upset. Okay. Orientalism. That is a big a big word to to to, <laughs> to combat a lot of the problems in this movie. Um but yeah, go on. Orientalism refers to the exoticism and exaggeration of Asian and East European cultures in Whatever form of media. And that happens all the time yeah, in this movie. Sorry, I want to find the exact quote that I found from, uh, what was it, author Sophia Rose Arjana. This is on Wikipedia, but Please, I want to read this. Um, Work as cinematic tropes used to conflate bizarre and vulgarized representations of the Far East. And that mm-hmm. is a consistent component of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't make me feel great. Mm-mm. Um. Uh, what, what were uh, some of your f- favorite examples in this movie? Of Orientalism? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell uh, you the one that the one that made me uh, look it up was uh, when they were eating dinner uh, at the palace, or I, I looked up monkey brains because that that quote is on the monkey brains uh, Wikipedia uh, article. And it's specifically talking about the monkey brain scenes in Temple of Doom, where mm-hmm. not only do they eat monkey brains and it's represented as this like, woo, wacky, spooky thing, but also they actually serve like goblets with the monkey's heads sliced mm-hmm. open uh, and put them in front of everybody. This is after having a meal consisting of like fried beetles. And which are like uh, these big prop beetles, um, and a also snake. a snake that has been that cooked was... was apparently pregnant and sliced open for little snakes to come out. And they there are places in the world where live snakes are eaten, um, but I I I don't I just don't believe that it's done in the way that was portrayed in this movie where mm-hmm. they kind of like toss them onto their face like they're bathing in them and Mm -hmm. it's this big goofy silly thing so i saw and i don't know while i was watching watching is in big scarecrows while i was experiencing this Mm -hmm. movie in the vicinity 
of my life, of me physically being here. Uh, I saw, I think it was on Wikipedia, so I don't know the validity of it, but supposedly that dinner scene was a joke from the the palace towards the white people, but that went over everyone's heads. And I'm like, no, that's not how you do that anyway. Yeah, it was like... Regardless it, of whether it was a an intentional joke towards the actual characters, no one made mention of it. Exactly. It, I could see that intention a little bit, but, like, it wasn't clear, like, at all, and... And, and it's th- this still... Is the, this is the, the conversation of intention versus impact, because what they're mm-hmm. joking is, is, like, our culture is really weird, and you're not ready for it, which is still putting them at the butt of a joke. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe, did you know Kali is not an evil god? Uh, Yeah, I knew that, actually. (laughs) I'm just moving on because I'm done with the dinner scene. So the the main villains of this film are the Thuggy cult, which is a sect of Indian people who are at the Temple of Doom, which is underneath the the Pankot Palace, which is this place where they have this magnificent feast. And the mechanics of this cult is that they're trying to uncover the five Sankara stones, and they stole one from a village, which is what launches Indiana into this quest. Um, And the, the things that they do include child slaves so they're mining for the stones Mm -hmm. um they do human sacrifices where they dip people into lava after pulling their still beating heart out of their chest um they pull the heart out and then it's still beating and then they dip the person in lava and the heart's still beating and the person's still alive and then the heart goes on flame and they're chanting kalima kalima the whole time um Mm -hmm. also they uh, feed people this weird poison that hypnotizes them a little bit. Mm-hmm. And and you can snap out of it if you're white. Mm-hmm. I um I blacked out for a second. Sorry. Did you say human sacrifices yet? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Um. So. And there doesn't seem to be any purpose to any of that, like other than to worship Kali, I guess. But like uh-huh. that, it it never seems to. There's no deference or anything like that. It's just like we're brutal and evil, and we do weird, wacky stuff. A lot yeah. of a lot of Halloween vibes to this. There's movie. There's a lot of Halloween vibes in this movie, except that like the wacky, spooky villain is uh, real people on Earth. Hmm. I don't know if the thuggy sect is real. I tried to look it up. All I could find out was the origin of the word thug, which comes from, uh, uh, what did I say earlier? Uh, you said it was in India. Yeah, and there's a whole thing about British colonialism and the word being mixed and no one knows. It, it's a whole thing. But regardless, ah, Kali... For people, just real quick, I want to make sure people understand that Kali is not bad. Yeah, tell me about Kali. This movie portrayed her in a very distasteful light. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 Kali, uh, to my knowledge, is the goddess of death, time, and also sexuality and violence, but is also one of those, the most kind and loving mother figures. So, Sounds like my kind of woman. 
Just like a lot of <laughs> gods, uh, she is multifaceted and she's not evil. And I am very upset that this movie tried to mm-hmm. paint her in such a dark light and includes all of these themes of mysticism of hypnotizing people for the sake of child slavery mm-hmm. and and human sacrifices and i'm just not feeling great about that mysticism um like when the when indiana in the beginning of the movie indiana and willie and short round are on a plane which is piloted by henchmen of a guy who's trying to kill it indiana and mm-hmm. so in order to kill him they jump out of the plane with the only parachutes mm-hmm. rather than shooting him in his sleep. Um, and so when the plane crashes, it lands near a village, and then there's a man from the village uh, who, who just kind of silently points. This man knows how to speak English, um, but he just kind of silently points. In we direction. don't know that till later. Yeah. yeah, we don't know that until later. Um, there was also... One of my, it feels small in comparison to the rest of the things in this movie, but Short Round is, I'm going to find the actor's name. Oh, please talk about this. This, I remember this bugging me as a, as a kid before I even like knew anything. Um, You got good instinct. Short Round is played by actor Jonathan K. Kwan. And that's the, this is the same kid who played Data in The Goonies. Um, Mm. and he's a Vietnamese actor and he's portraying a a Chinese, uh, kid. And this is like, it's a, it feels small in comparison to the rest of the things in the movie, but this is, this is one of the many things that go into white people just saying, oh, he's Asian, like, like capital A, like, oh, like it's all the same. It's wicked not. It's It's wicked not the same. That's also part of Orientalism. Yes. It's just lumping it all together into one culture. This conflation. It's not absolutely true at all. Don't do that. Uh, Do you uh, want to tell me about the big guy, Ray? Oh, I was about to ask you if you wanted to talk about white savior complex. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. The the cinematic parallels of where Indiana first drops into the village after the plane crash and all of these like pathetic and miserable looking villagers from this Indian village. Like you just see this, this shot, this, the camera like zooms out as you see all of these hands, uh, like reaching toward, reaching toward indiana jones who's this white man standing in the middle of it um and it, rem- it reminded me a lot of the shot from jesus christ superstar where all the poor were begging for help from jesus so i think that's like a very very perfect like uh parallel that that is the white savior complex in a nutshell and then it shows up again later on in the movie uh when he frees the the child slaves it's like the exact same shot uh- yeah, uh, you also forgot to mention how they said specifically that he was sent down uh, yeah. to, to help the village. Which The, reason, um, the, the, magic... the, the villagers are convinced that the reason that Indiana shows up in the village is because they were praying to Shiva for somebody to come help them. And, and, and of course it had to be this white man. It had to be a white guy. Of course. It couldn't have been Short Round or Willie, who also white... showed up with him. I don't want to. I don't want to like discount. Like, you know, they they were praying and they felt that their prayers had been answered, and that is not something to scoff at. 
But Absolutely. The fact that their answers to the answers to their prayers had to be Harrison Ford. <laughs> like the the movie frames it that a white man had to come and save them. Which I will say that Harrison Ford and his professor get up at the Palestine may have been the answers to my prayers. The answer well, to my prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Every every time Harrison Ford is in Professor Getup, my prayers are answered. <laughs> and I am a history major turning <laughs> professor at some point. So leave with I'll leave with that. Um Can you tell me about the big guy, please? Oh, you mean the brown face in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a thuggy overseer uh, who is whipping slave children, which is a problem in itself. And then Joe uh, and I kept wondering if this was actually a white man in brown face. Yeah, I'm like, this guy is white. This guy is white, right? And whether or not he's playing a a British soldier who turned into a thuggy or not... uh, it, it's brown face. That's that's the end of it. Yeah. It's, he's not playing a British soldier. He's, he's he's not. He's playing an Indian person. Um, he is played by the same guy who played the 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 plane brawl friend, the big tall muscle guy in the first yep. movie. Uh, and that's a yikes. It's a big yikes. Uh, it's a big during yikes. this research, I also learned that there was yellow face in the first movie, and that's mm-hmm. also a yikes. Mm. Yeah. You know that we can just like I don't know, hire people of that color of that nationality or let him be a British soldier. Or let him be a British soldier. I don't care which. The British soldiers were there occupying the palace. They were obviously working with the thuggy cult to some respect, but that isn't ever really talked about. Like that isn't ever, they're never like really punished or brought into a bad light the british being occupying that like as soon as things break bad they just kind of like cut ties and are like we weren't we didn't know what was going on i thought the british were there just doing an inspection and didn't know Uh, of course right like of Of course course. they didn't know you know that's (laughs) what they said in the movie like the people that knew the people that were in the know were the 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 indian people living in the palace and they they were really truly villainous the whole time but the the british occupation that was there they were like oh we didn't know all this evil stuff was happening we were just occupying this country I'm I'm gonna be honest. You're probably right. I didn't pay attention to a lot of this because I was just reeling in my chair in anger for most of it. The point is, there was brown face. Don't do it. Hire people of color or just make the guy white. Yeah. Like I don't care. Just don't do that. Yeah. Mm. I really also I thought that short round died in this movie. I thought that Indiana Jones <laughs> got his heart ripped out and then put back in in this movie, but that doesn't happen either. There's just one scene where the heart is actually removed, and it's just it's some guy that we we see so that they can show us the the truly wicked ways of this cult. Uh, also, short round has a name. Um, but I don't believe it's ever discussed in this movie. Like, the character has a name that isn't Short Round. Mm-hmm. I hope Short Round comes back. <laughs> I actually kind of like Short Round. I like Short Round a lot. I, I feel like this movie would have been... A, well, okay, so the movie's bad for two huge reasons. And the the first is everything that we've been talking about with this Orientalism and all of the 
Oh, the voodoo, which is like very, very, very rarely pa- practiced east of the Pacific. But of course, but they're was... evil and mystic, so we have to include the voodoo. We have to include oh. the voodoo. Just oh throw that. It's from Haiti, but yeah, just throw it in there. Whatever. Um, oh. <laughs> so that is reason the first and the second reason is that it isn't fun to watch for most of it because it's not <laughs> it's slowed down and it's bogged down in like in in willie like it, short like plain and simple willie scott takes far more away from this movie than she adds to it yeah. um and like all of this stuff with indy and short round is great but like he ignores her a lot of the time and it's it's not just her. It's like how he interacts with her as well is just like it's it's like pulling teeth. Um, it's very condescending towards her. It's very sometimes. condescending, and then she's so oblivious. Like she's putting cologne on an elephant because it stinks, and it's like, yeah, dog, it's an animal. You're gonna take a shower later. Don't don't abuse this animal. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. Willie, I'm sorry they treated you so bad like this. They should have just been such a better character. She she could have just she should have just not been in the movie. Like she should have just been like in that first scene. Scene and that's it. Yeah. Uh, she could have stayed in the village and learned something from the villagers rather than being taken around. Like every time like she she's scared or whatever, she's like, "Oh my god, this is so overwhelming." And then someone mentions diamonds and then she's like, "Ooh, I'm I'm a woman, and I pre- I only care about material wealth. Remember when she was like, maybe I can get married here and be rich. Yeah. And I'm like, Lily, no! <sighs> My headache is being relieved a little bit by yelling. Uh, so, I was... Okay, I was talking about this before we started the second half, but a lot of people have told me that Temple of Doom is the worst one in the franchise. Sure. And they never explicitly told me why or never, like, understood why. Like, you said you never understood why until yeah, this I watch. Yeah, I didn't know why. Because I watched this movie one time when I was, like, maybe 13. And I remember not liking it for a lot of these reasons, but I didn't have the vocabulary or the understanding. Or the understanding. Uh, to really, and I just kind of like shut it out of my mind. I remember two specific things from this movie, which is that Indiana flies a plane but crash lands it, which is important later, and also that he uh, he the, they mirror the shot from the first movie where they do the sword thing, but he doesn't have his gun in this one because it's in the past and he's mm. more young and foolhardy, which is fun, which like is those, subtle and fun, right? Um, Outside of that, pretty much everything else I completely shoved out of my mind. Right. But the point uh, I'm trying to make here is that people always say it's bad but never give reasons. And it's because it's a difficult subject to broach, isn't it? Yes. Uh, It's hard to say, hey, this movie is racist and talk about the issues it has. Yeah. And there are articles online. I saw that there's some, like, ten points why this movie is bad. But, like, no one has, like, said hey, let's maybe address these issues. Yeah. You know, and I think it's important to talk about it. Absolutely. It's hard It's hard because it's part of a beloved franchise. It's better to talk about it than to sweep it under the rug and say, it didn't happen. I, just, I wish we could. I wish I we don't. could. 
I don't. I think we have to own up to our mistakes. No, for and, sure, for sure. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I wish this movie didn't exist, like I, in the way that it does. I, uh, I wish that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was a different movie. Right. But what I'm saying, I agree with you. But what I'm saying now is that it exists. It's yeah. bad. And we need to talk about it. And we need to talk about we it. We need to acknowledge it. If, we if we're going to talk about Indiana Jones at all, we have to acknowledge that this trash fire exists. This happened, and it's not okay. This is not okay. I'm saying, to be clear, this movie is not okay. It's not. It wicked isn't. Don't watch it. It's not okay, and I'm not recommending this movie to people. Yeah, please don't Be watch aware this that movie. there are a lot of issues. Maybe there's some great cinematic stuff in it, but don't like no there's it, really not there's really it's not a, it's like, a conversation of you can still like something right and we i've had this conversation so much in the in recent months is that you can still like something this franchise right exactly to i was gonna address. say like you can still like indiana jones even though this exists i don't think that you can like indiana jones in the temple of doom i don't think that that's okay <laughs> yeah i don't Please don't like this movie. <laughs> Please don't like this. I, I also wanted to mention that, because um, I said this before we started recording, that George Lucas, executive pro- pro- uh, producer, um, didn't, didn't want Nazis to be the villain again. Um, and that and, and left it at that. that. Like, that's why he decided to make it a prequel. Didn't, didn't say anything about the decision process to make a cult of Indian religious zealots to be the villain. <laughs> Because there's no problem with that. <laughs> there's no problem with that or any of the s- decisions made with this movie. Uh, yeah. Is it is it for the fact that you don't understand um, Eastern cultures, therefore it's okay to appropriate it and make, a, make yeah. them look bad? Because Nazis were bad and also uh, turned white. And, uh, I'm getting angry. Yeah. Um, I, I almost... <laughs> wanted to skip this movie i i did want to skip this movie i'm glad but, we didn't um yeah I'm, I'm glad that we didn't i'm glad that we didn't and that we actually like were able to talk about it and have this conversation but i i am saying like once more please don't watch this movie because of how bad it is like it's not bad in the way that's fun to watch it's just exhausting don't support this movie <laughs> i yeah. support short round and willie i support to willie extent. like in her natural habitat which is <laughs> Singing anything Singing in a nightclub and having not a care in the world. (laughs) But also, like, the growth she has is so subtle that it's not like... She doesn't have a big scene. Her her biggest growth is that she bows at the end and comes back to the village with Indy and Short Round. And that's, that's like, the extent of her growth is that she respects this culture a little bit. A little bit, but, like... Not in a way that she's willing to talk about or acknowledge that she was wrong or that she even notices. Right. Uh, Ray, I'm done. We're done. There's (laughs) no quote. There's no quote this time. We're we're not recommending this movie. Thank you for listening to Mock Footage. I'm sorry that we got a little heated, but Our message is critically analyze the media you consume. Uh, Exactly. I'm sure you understand where we're coming from. Um... Thank you for listening. Ray, do you have a... Oh, and Ray, uh, thank you. Thank you for trudging through this with me. Thank you for bringing these problems to my attention. (laughs) (laughs) I'd also like to thank Chongo for the use of the song Hat of Serenity off of his album Hat Shop. 
Uh, thank you to Haley Rose for doing the intro, and thank you to Ross Jerson for doing our cover art, and thank you to Lunar Light Studio for letting us have these important conversations, which I'm sure have happened before, but we're here to remind you. We're here to remind you. And maybe uh, this is the first time you're fa- having this, co- hearing this conversation, and you're like, wow, I didn't think about this. Congrats, now you are. The best, the best line in the movie was the end. The best line in this movie was, don't do cultural appropriation. <laughs> don't do cultural appropriation. Don't do orientalism. Don't do it. Don't. Don't be racist. Don't do brown face. Don't, don't do don't, these things. Don't do it, George Lucas. <laughs> I'm getting mad again. I'm leaving. Bye. We're done. Bye. <laughs>